Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Are you ready for a revolution in your thinking? We are. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And what's today's episode, Ed? Today's episode is called Wonderful Outcomes Are Unfolding with David McClure. Believing that life is innately good, we more easily find ourselves in the right place at the right time. Even though it may not be apparent to our eyes, our heart's wisdom encourages us to remain open and receptive. On this episode, Daryl and Ed rally listeners to supplement their faith with affirmations of gratitude in advance, knowing this opens us up to receive the good we desire. And during the second segment, Dynamite David McClure gets us all envisioning the best outcomes for ourselves with today's reading, Optimistic. Ah. I I believe you have a great reading to kick off this episode. Shall we just kick it off? Yeah. I got to tell you. Because I'm excited to get to the David McClure portion of this episode. David McClure was kind enough to uh, pray us in in the beginning. And I can really feel that he is uh, part of, uh, we don't talk about this way, but like the lineage of wisdom that has led to this show because of the the way he... uh, in, like informed and blessed and taught you in the very beginning at Unity, it's amazing that he's here now and that we're here now. And it's just like I can feel the connection. It's, it's amazing. Crazy. It's truly a blessing. If I think about it too much, it's just overwhelming. I know. I, I was feeling it. I, I was feeling it. So, uh, so Michael Schoonover from Unity Way uh, Church down in Vista sent us, you know, his weekly spiritual propaganda. I see Indy out there nodding. It sounds like he might have got it as well. <laughs> Yeah, so he uh, sent us a reading from uh, June of 1971 uh, from the Daily Guide to Richer Living. It was on a Tuesday. It said, we live, a Tuesday, the 1st of June, we live in the divine presence. We live in the divine presence. Our experiences are the externalizations of our thoughts. The thought we start with will continue to manifest throughout the sequence of events which come from it as long as we persist in it. A principle is involved. For instance... If we take the color red, we can make all sorts of modifications and bring out orange, purple, and brown, but the red basis will show itself all down the scale of color, so with mental negatives or positives. Therefore, we should start with the affirmatives of life, ideas of health, prosperity, understanding, and empathy. These will form into the lovely shapes and molds which will bring out our best interests and goals in the days ahead. We are to realize that we live in the divine presence, and from the center of life, we move into right experiences. If, we, if it feels right, we'll read the affirmative prayer at the bottom, but I want to get the show moving. Yeah, well, that's why we always recommend and why Daryl and Ed always do a morning routine. Yeah, it, have to. In, in the beginning, what, 37 years ago when I started— Right. And I was only 23 at the time. I was in the military, so you know shifts change. Mm-hmm. But I would still make the time to... I committed to doing this out of desperation in the beginning because right. uh, I was just... My life felt unbearable, and my circumstances were corresponding to that within me because it was the way I was thinking about right. life. I thought it was a battle. Right. <clears throat> and it was just... Be- I was losing and I was introduced to this stuff. And we've, you know, if you listen to the show before by a friend of mine, Mike Dugan, and he told me, he put it, you know, bluntly, he said to me, uh, 
he gave me some things to read, you know, that were non, they didn't set off any alarms. One of them was the Daily Word by Unity, a couple other. Around not, the year with Emmett Fox, right? Around the year with Emmett Fox, and a couple other prayers that didn't belong to a specific denom- denomination. Right. So, you know, I was like, okay. But what got me to do it was he said two things. One, he said, because uh, I guess I looked, even though I was desperate, I, I, he could read my face, and my face, it was obvious to him that I had a lot to do in the morning before I, I mean, to go to work, you know, my oh, uniform right, on. Right, I was right, like, right. are you kidding me? I'm going to read all these prayers. But he said, let me just ask you something. First of all, I timed it just for you, and what I just suggested to you to read only takes seven minutes. And then he said, listen, I'm just going to tell you this. If you can't wake up just seven minutes earlier to be kind and loving to Daryl, right. then there's nothing anyone can do to help you. And for some reason, that struck me. But he followed it up with something that motivated me even more than, holy cow, like hearing from another man that it's okay to love myself. Mm. But then this was the motivating factor when he said, look, I don't care if you believe in this stuff at this point or not, but I could just tell you, if you do this for the next 30 days, yeah, before, before you know, before you shower, before you put on your uniform, just you get up, you get your coffee, sit by yourself, mm. and read these prayers, right. read these things I suggested. Even if you don't believe it, I guarantee you within 30 days, your entire life will transform for the better. And I was sold. Simply because, and this is the great reality of living this way. I wanted to believe, it felt to me actually, before I even say I wanted to believe, it felt like, what a relief. I mean, just reading these morning prayers, committing to this, felt to me in that moment so much more palatable than trying to get these guys to do this and trying to figure this out here. Like how I lived my whole life. You know what I mean? Managing, how am I going to get? And I said, all right. The reality was within 15 days, things started to change incredibly for the better. Mm. 30 days, miraculous things started happening. And it re- and, I, and I've been hooked ever since. I mean, I've finished four more years because I extended in the service right. committing to this. And now married, I get up before my wife since, you know, since she's known me. I get up before her so I could have this time by myself. Yeah. But here's the thing. Once you start doing it, and it's not a superstitious thing. I don't want people to think, you know, does he still read those same little prayers? Because, you know, you could turn it into a superstitious, yes. oh, no, I didn't say my prayers. I mean, some days there had to be short and formed, especially when I was in the military, and I used to be concerned about that. Right. And Dugan Richard, he goes, no, this isn't superstition. Right. Your willingness to do it is connecting yes. you and your desire. So... Since then, it's grown, yeah. you know, because I have the ability to spend more time on it. And it's in those moments when I wake up and my old mind seems to be the one that wakes up before me. Mm. Even not, I mean, I want to say not always, but even when I'm in bed getting up, I always like to tell myself some sort of positive affirmation. Yes. Although my old way of thinking doesn't really swallow it fully sure but once i start once i make my coffee and start doing these readings mm-hmm. i can't imagine living without doing these things 100 because just like what you read and you'll hear this everywhere i mean coaches say we've heard you know if you watch if you're on instagram you'll hear one out of every 10 you know how you start your day sets the tone for the whole day right it's true it's true and it colors your day yeah. And one of the ones I read this morning, two of the things I wanted to contribute yes. that go along with today's uh, reading is optimism. And I, I'm going to read this first. I wasn't going to read this first, but I read it to you in the beginning. Let's hear it. Because this is, because a lot of times people, 
think optimism is cheap, Pollyanna. You know, yeah. you got to be serious right. about things. Yeah. Well, the, the irony is, just like I said, how things seem to miraculously change, miraculously change, because it really is an inside-out job. Once you start living this way and committing to it, which is the most difficult part throughout your day to keep mm -hmm. my mind toward the positive and not dwelling on the negative. Right. The change always occurs for yeah. the positive. Yeah. Well, I think that's when you're talking about the coaches, the, the Instagram thing. Um, I think why that can be a, a slippery slope with certain people is that they're not changing the central fear-based they're turning it into another way to be in control. And really, the way yeah. when we practice this stuff, it's about releasing to yes. control, to realize that we are loved, that the nightmares we're thinking were never yes. true, and that, we, that we're opening up to this greater power. Yes. And that it's subtle, but it's not really subtle when you start practicing. I can, I can feel it immediately from any teacher, yeah. whether they're coming at it from selling it to... Kind of convince you that you're now you're going to really be in control. This is not even about that no. at all. This is about transforming my whole mentality every day to realize I don't even want to be in control in that way. I want to be loving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's the thing. These readings, what I mean, they're not. It's not a superstitious practice. That's right. Just by doing those readings, I'm saying three things to myself. Just the willingness to do it. When I sit down now, it's it's so it's it's really. I'm probably in psychological terms, it would be considered psychosomatic because now that I'm, I know how it works so well to do my morning routine yeah. that even if I don't have a good night's sleep or I'm injured or I have an illness, mm. I still make myself do my morning routine. And every single time, as soon as I'm on the couch with my coffee mm -hmm. and those books start opening, it's like my subconscious mind feels exactly what yeah. Mike Dugan asked me, only now it's I'm living it, which is I'm being kind and loving to myself. And already my, my mood starts to elevate. And as my mood elevates, the healing that's required in my body yeah. or in my mind also starts to take yeah. effect. It starts to engage mm. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's so much more than that. This was just a little reading yeah. from a book called Believe You Can. It was a silly little book I got at an airport by John Mason on a trip home. I actually found the receipt in the book, Ed, and I got it in Newark Airport, July 11th, 2012, on wow. my return trip to L.A. My son just flew into Newark yesterday. Nice. Yeah. Every time zeal and passion are discussed... Someone brings up balance. Balance itself is a tremendous virtue, but its immediate neighbors are apathy and weakness. Mm. If the truth were known, being balanced is you. And this is so true from people that say, you know, who give us sometimes have a weird reaction. Like, I don't want to be that woo woo. Yeah. Or they'll say, yeah, I like what you're saying, but I just can't live that. I can't be positive right. all the time. Right. It's like, well, I'm naturally not positive all the time, but I work to have faith in this power, which makes me feel optimistic most of the time. Yeah. And then my circumstances reflect that. And it really is a big difference between what the film was taught and what a lot of people teach is what, what you're, what you're describing yes. now. So here it goes. If truth were known, being balanced is usually an excuse for being lukewarm, indifferent, or neutral. Mm. Three traits that are always attached to failure. Enthusiasm can achieve in one day mm -hmm. what it takes centuries to achieve by reason, Proverbs says. Wow. William James said, and this is the truth, William James said, Perhaps the greatest discovery of the century is that if you change your attitude, you could change your life. When your enthusiasm increases, stress and fear in your life diminish. Mm. Mike Murdoch said, what generates passion and zeal in you, yes. that naturally, whatever it is, is a clue to revealing your destiny. Mm -hmm. And destiny means destination. Mm -hmm. 
what you love. So what you naturally love. I gotta, I'm got. i reminding myself of this. Right. Because some things I really love are simple, and I think that's not enough. Yes. But that's more than enough because yeah. that's going to lead me or continue to please me within right. and things improve. What you love is a clue to something you contain. And regarding attitude, Reverend Ike sums it up best, which when he said, there's very little difference among people. Yeah. But that little difference makes a big difference. Yes. And that little difference that makes a big difference is attitude. Yes. And having belief in a, in a higher power of God that's all love, yeah. all good, yeah. it makes it easier for me to relax my grip. So true. And then it ends up being a self-fulfilling prophecy because the demonstrations always confirm, holy cow, this stuff really works. It, is, it must be true. Yeah. You know, I want to hear the shot in the back reading, oh. but I also want to say that um, that attitude thing is so important because I'm, I'm learning in a new way, in a new time in my life, that a lot of the things that I thought where I was doing to help were actually just kind of digging further into problems in the past. And like, um, so this week I tweaked my kind of hip lower back surfing and um and my lips got cooked surfing in the sun and all this stuff was going on in my brain it was like and i was like ready to hunker down again even though two weeks ago i got sick when we were down uh we didn't when we didn't do the show and i learned that time like stop digging man at first i was like i'm gonna dig in and find what this is all about eventually i was just like relax and yeah. let god do the healing let relax and then the same thing i got the thought when my hip like my wife was like, well, you know, you've also like I was thinking, oh, it's because of this, and it's I, I read this, and this is the uh, like mental, emotional, the you know, oh, the, the spiritual lady, stuff, nose rings, yeah, yeah, daddy issues, yeah. <laughs> That's not actually what she said. She actually proved helpful, but <laughs> say what you will. But the thing that I intuitively, I even told my wife, I got to stop just trying. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to let God do the oh. healing. My intuition was telling me. Focus on everything else and appreciating everything else, and yeah. this will heal on yes! its own. And so then I went to see your friend, Dr. Lawrence, yesterday, South African physio, like physical therapy, naturopath. healer, naturopath. And he um, turned out, you've probably told me this before, he worked on Sean Thompson, the, this professional surfer uh, who won the world title. He's like, oh, yeah, we got him to the world title that year. And he's worked with other pro surfers that I know about. And I've always wanted to meet someone who has just understands that. Yeah. And he has, he's been doing it 39 years. He's got this amazing thing. He just laid me on, I laid on the table after we talked and he just, he could feel wherever there is swelling and he inflammation and he massages it, you know, gets that, that blood flowing and everything. And he was just, he told me the thing that made me think of, uh, this idea of doing, do everything else, take care of everything else in my life and let God heal the thing that I think I need to work on so much that, you know, that's what Butterworth and then would say, treat the concern, like yes. let go of the concern. Yes. So, and at the end of my session with him, he told me, now don't stretch or do anything to this for two days. He said, you're only going to make it worse. Just relax and let it heal and you should be fine in two days. And it was like, the universe, all the stuff I'd been yes. kind of thinking and intuitively, he was just said it in a nutshell because he's very intuitive as well. I don't know if he calls it that or what, but it's magic watching him, hearing him just feel his way through oh, yeah. these very subtle things. But he healed your neck in a way that the meta- medicine, um, the with the machines, they couldn't even figure out, well, right? Well, no, uh, just real quick. Um, over A little over 10 years ago, I... Didn't know what happened, but I started. Ha- I had excruciating pain down my left side, and um, it was horrendous. I went to the hospital. I was at UCLA. They didn't know what you know. They're doing all sorts of MRI. MRIs. Well, it's important you say that because they were using the technology. Yeah. That science has, uh, you know, that medicine has. They were using. They weren't just, they yes. were using everything no, that they, they had. Yeah, so they took MRIs, they gave x-rays, and yeah. then uh, gave me bottles of pain pills, right. which helped treat the concern. 
<laughs> they don't really get rid of the pain, right? But it does treat the concern. Yeah. However, the, it was nothing was changing, and then uh, two of the doctors said, you know, you got a bad uh, herniated disc, and if this doesn't get surgery, if you get into like a little fender bender, you could be paralyzed. So I was like, oh my god. Mm. And the pain was so bad. I was talking to a friend of mine, Cliff. Yeah. Who uh, was an athlete from South Africa, and he said, you got to go see. This guy, Dr. Lawrence. I go to Dr. Lawrence, mm -hmm. and I go in there, and he lays me on the table. I just tell him I got this severe pain down my arm, and they're not sure what's going on. He goes, all right, don't worry. He doesn't let you really say much. So I lay down. He feels around. He goes, oh, yeah, I know what the problem is. It's right here. You got a herniated disc between mm -hmm. C7 or whatever it was. And I said, how did you know that? I go, they took like six MRIs and two x-rays yeah. to figure this out at UCL. Uh -huh. And he goes, well, all the doctor had to do was feel, and you could feel it's here. <laughs> so I said, well, they say I need surgery, and I got this pain, and well, I need surgery. He goes, no, we can fix this right up. <laughs> he fixed it. He fixed it. I mean, it's incredible that it, it was, I didn't need surgery. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the beauties of living this way is that, there's, we trust our own inner feeling, just like he can feel it. We can feel if something is right for us or not right for us and, and keep following that thread. And, and it's just like he ended up being, and you told me, and you said, you just texted me, go today. So I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to argue. And I ended up going the next day. He had an appointment. I, it actually ended up getting me out of a work meeting early. And he was like the perfect answer because, again, I've always wanted to meet someone who had the expertise to understand surfing and how to support myself. It was just beautiful. Well, and I want to let the viewers know because if I heard this show, I'd be thinking the scared part of me would be going, okay, they're lucky. They met somebody. But what about me if something happens? Well, here's the great thing. The overall optimistic attitude is what keeps us open for these people Yes. be suggested by other people or we just meet them serendipitously at the right time. The morning routine keeps us open enough in this vibration that these opportunities do not just yes. go by or we become so fearful and headstrong into going down a road which will cause more problems. Last week, our episode talked about how we could look back over our lives and see that there was always someone who took care, who showed up, yes, who cared for us, especially in my life because I didn't have parents since a very early age or family. But uh, looking back, it's not a horror story. It's actually a miraculous tale of how the right people were all God put in people at the right time to say a kind word or direct me to a thing or suggest something. And just last week, to prove that this works, we let we leave the show. When we wrap up the show, we're so excited. We're so full of optimism because yes. of the things we've been discussing. We went to eat lunch, and my tire was getting low. The little alarm came That's on. That's right. So I thought we'd chance it, go one other place. Maybe it's just a slow leak. Who knows? We get there. Long story short, it's going real low. So my, my thought, my own mind was telling me, okay, the tire shop by your house is closed on weekends, so just get the car, get air in it, take it home, and you get it fixed on Monday. Right. It looks like you'll have to skip going yeah. to Unity in Santa Barbara on Sunday. Right. So I said, all right, I could deal with that. Stephen Tom Thorpe calls, yeah. and I tell him all my tire, I'm just going to get fixed. He goes, well, why don't you see about a tire shop out there? And I didn't even consider that. Right. So I just go on map, tire shops, call the closest one up. And, the, and this is what I mean. When you throw this love out there, mm. everyone's your friend. That's what I'm saying. All these strangers in my life were friends, were angels. They already loved me as much as a family member. Right. And you say, well, how do you know that? Because look where I am today. Yes. So God's love is coming through. So the guy's name was Jeff. I said, I think I got a nail or something. He goes, well, all we can do is fill it up because we're backed up today. Bring it down. I'll fill it up with air. I go down and we'll take a look at it. I go down there. He fills it up with air. He goes, yeah, you got a nail in here. I go, well, can you do it today? I could wait because I live on the other side of the hill, which right. is like 10 miles away. And uh, he says, no, not today. But he said, oh, 
there's a guy called, um, oh God, whatever it is, Santa Maria and Son, or whatever the name of San Fernando and Sons uh-huh. tire. It's Mon Pa, and I'm, you know, they could probably plug it today. Right. So I go, okay. I call them. I get down there. The guy goes, oh yeah, just pull it right there. Fixes the tire. His name's Eduardo, yeah. which is Ed's name. <laughs> <laughs> and all my my only concern was, I hope this is within my forty bucks because I want to tip him with cash. Yeah, it was only twenty bucks. He, I was like, are you kidding me? I gave him a, like a whopping tip, and I was like, I can't believe we were just sharing this on the show. Yeah, and this is real life. Evidence, like that, could have went a million different ways with my old way of thinking. Yeah, but by living this, and you know, unity is a practice. It's living by these spiritual principles, right? But that's why this optimistic attitude is not just Pollyanna, right? It really is. I want to say, optimism to me, if I had to define it, is faith with feeling within me. Yeah. Faith with feeling within me mm-hmm. that all things come together for good. I wonder what wonderful things is going to come of this. And there's always someone who is going to be there to be loving, kind, and helpful. Yeah. And it works. That's amazing. Let me share a couple things that we have. Uh, we got some postcards from Lois Conklin. If you want to send us a postcard, funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Lois says... Love stretches your heart and makes you big inside. And that's from Margaret Walker. Hi, Daryl and Ed. Sending love and blessings to you and Indy to Achobo. Here's another postcard. Crazy art. Last two cards were lost, I guess. (laughs) We'll keep sending them. Take care, Lois Conklin. We got another one here from her that says, One small positive thought can change any circumstance. Love the show with Kathy Norman. Glad to meet her and her mother through you two. I've listened to Sunday services with them. You do introduce us to so many wonderful people. Was in Madison, Wisconsin for granddaughter's lovely wedding. And was with so many wonderful people from across the U.S. Sending love to you all at Chobo Studio. Funniest thing. Love, Lois. We got a, a Leslie Laird sent us a postcard. Says... I want to say, what I want to say is, I love you both dearly. Peace be with you. Love, Leslie Laird. And turns out this, after all the encouragement, this is the first. Daryl's always encouraging us to send postcards to people, make them feel that love. And this is the first one she sent out. So thank you, Leslie. We're honored. Yes. This was wild. We, we received two daily words from May of 1980 in this envelope with a postcard that says, guys, I found a wormhole to send you these to you because I need you to keep unity alive uh, since (laughs) he's he's not too happy with the full state of unity at this moment. Do you see what it says here? Yeah, who's it from? It's from Charlie Fillmore, apparently. Fillmore found a wormhole in the galaxy and sent us that. He said, unity. Yeah, so he... (laughs) And he sent us... So he sent us these from 1980 to make sure we remember what unity is really all about. Because sometimes, you know, the spirit can ebb and flow a little bit. So Charles (laughs) wants us to know that he loves us. Um, Let's take a... Three deep breaths here. You remember what we're doing here? Yeah, because then we're going to be bringing on This David. actually changed my life this morning because, I mean, you know, I did my morning routine and everything else. And I love the fact Charles Fillmore and Unity emphasize, especially those early days, uni- emphasize zeal. Oh, it's the best. That's why I, I hear what that guy's saying about balance. And, and if you know what balance is and that means something wonderful to you, <clears throat> don't take offense. This is just a way of looking at that sometimes people think, don't understand that there's this is about letting go of control and, yeah. and aiming for zeal. Some people think it's I used to think it was peace, but peace was a, another for me, the twisted version of it was if I can stop all my thinking and you know, like it, it was about it turned into a form of holding everything in more. And that was the last thing. We need to let out yeah. our zeal and the colors and the beautiful parts of ourselves. And they don't even always make sense to us, to me. I often think I'm the worst critic. I'm the worst person to try to decide which parts of myself are good and bad. 
God gave me the whole thing to use, and the people around me are more reliable, like Daryl is more reliable, or my wife is more reliable, or Indy, than me sometimes, because I think, oh, I got to get rid of that part of me, you know, that whatever, and then God's going, no, 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 that's the part of you we need to bring out to the world even more. So let's do um, the breaths because we changed them up this morning and it really hit the spot. I think I realized what the problem is. That camera is higher than that one. Oh. All right. <laughs> okay. More on that later. <laughs> All right. Who is this from? This is from uh, one of the, I guess you would call Ace of Spiritual Living back in the 70s. Ace Freely from Kiss. Known for throwing kisses around. Okay. All right. Am I going first? Yes. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. This one has an exhale in it, too. Uh, okay. I'm back. Huh. Back in the new thought groove. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I'm back. Huh. Back in the new the thought, thought groove. groove. Ah. <laughs> I'm back. Huh. Wait, are you doing it with oh, me? Yeah. I'm, I'm back. back. Huh. Back, Back in, in the, the new thought, thought groove. Ah. It really is about getting back in the new thought groove. It is. By the way, we're out of Chobo Studios. Indy, how are you doing today, man? Doing great, doing great, loving it. Are you as excited about seeing Dave? Oh, what do you got there? It's got an iced coffee. Been enjoying the talk. It's What's that great. fun little cup you're drinking out of? This is Michigan's Starbucks called the Big B Coffee. The it's Big amazing. B. It's amazing. I got the That's Bob's amazing. Big Boy hat. You got the Big B Coffee. Big B, baby. Yeah. Um, quick shout out to Chief Engineer Jeff Comfort on the audio end out in Kansas City, Kansas, because each week he takes us right into the, the comfort, comfort zone. zone. Yeah. Do you want to read? Is this short? That little shot in the back with love. Okay, this is perfect. And then we're gonna get bring in. We're gonna say goodbye for a second. And bring David McClure in. But this is a good tool. It really changed me because you're talking about my friend Trinity, and the the one thing she, the good thing I got from what she told me was that sometimes I bring I I've been holding other people's negative energy into my life by like getting triggered when someone else isn't being loving or someone else isn't acting the way I think they should. And I like, I've, I've made a habit in the past of taking it personal, uh, being like the prodigal son's brother who stayed at home. I'm doing everything right. And why aren't they going along with it? You know, that type of thing. Uh, and I need to let that go. And yes. this tool is really good because that will, the reason I mentioned it, it will drain my optimism and get me out of the flow, even if everything's going well for me. So this yes. tool right here is a good way. If you're like secretly sensitive like me, and you live this stuff, but then you judge others who you think aren't, this is a good tool to let that go. And then we're going to the break and bring in David. Yes. And this isn't just uh, airy-fairy stuff. I no. just want to read this little oh, bit. But we love it airy and fairy. This is from a book, The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity by Catherine Ponder. But Ask Jason Stewart, man. He loved it. Jason Stewart. Remember when he came oh. on the show? Okay, you ready? Harvard scientists have discovered that you can actually bombard people's situations and conditions with love, thereby producing miraculous changes. They predicted that turning love on might soon become a universal prescription for healing the world's ills. There is a practical result-getting power in generating and turning love on. And so there's a man that's a little... Uh, story i'm gonna just paraphrase about a guy who worked in a very difficult situation in a government office always having to deal with people irate yeah, yeah irate public people yeah and the title's called shoot them in the back with love this man has learned that love never fails and he's always been a positive joyful guy that's yeah. why this story is uh, uh, in the book he meets the public with a smile no matter what they do. He continues to be courteous and kind no matter what they say. All the time, he silently affirms divine love is in control and all is well. When people with problems leave him, he says, that's when he really lets them have it. He declares, I shoot them in the back mm. with love. Does it pay to shoot people in the back with love? This man claims 
that the attitude and behavior of many complainants who come to his office seem to change markedly as he affirmed divine love. And I like this idea because it allows me to let go unconditionally. It's a trick for me. It's not malicious in any way. It just allows me to throw that idea yeah. of an, of in a humorous way, which already lightens my brain and takes right. my stress off it. Right. But it helps me to unconditionally release that person with a loving idea yeah. in my mind. And then that takes me it like takes you out, it releases me from that. I may have to do it several times, but yeah. even the first time I do it, I feel a little like yeah. you get a little release from it. So yeah. shoot people in the back often with love, of it course. It is transforming my life, man. So coming up next, Dynamite David McClure gets us all envisioning the best outcomes for ourselves with today's reading. Optimistic, thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We are back. Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Today's guest is a unity minister. He really is a big reason why we are here. He introduced Daryl to a lot of these principles. I really think the spirit with which he teaches this stuff to this day is just like we read in the Ernest Holmes reading. When you start with red, it goes through yeah. all the different colors you might make out of it. I think David McClure's spirit goes through everything we do on this show. Hopefully he's not offended by that <laughs> after listening. But uh, <laughs> he's up in Washington, I believe, right now. How you doing, David? I'm doing awesome. Thank you, guys. Really appreciated the first half of the uh, program today. You guys hit... Uh, all the high points and I'm sure inspired a lot of people with your dialogue and your thoughts and your readings. It was great. Oh man. Thank you for that. Thank you for, do you have, um, you want to start with the daily word or you want to, you have some thoughts on this, on the subject that you want to share, jump right into. I think I'll start right, right off with the daily word. Perfect. Okay, great. Okay. The word for today is optimistic. And the affirmation is, I greet the good that is on its way to me. I live with an attitude of positive expectancy. I trust the good I seek is on its way. Even though it may not yet be apparent to my eyes, my heart's wisdom guides me to remain open and receptive. I still my mind with affirmation of gratitude and center my attitude, my attention on uplifting thoughts. As I align my heart with the harmony and energy of God, I feel a quiet, serene joy bubbling up within me. I welcome the wonderful outcomes that are unfolding right here and right now. I greet the good that already exists in potential. My optimism helps me envision the best outcomes for myself and for my dear ones. I believe that life is innately good, and I more easily find myself in the right place at the right time. Optimistic and grateful, I welcome the joyful experience that is flowing in and through me now. And our Bible verse comes from Luke one thirty seven, which says, For nothing will be impossible with God. And that's the way it is. <sighs> nothing will be impossible. And you guys are, are proof of that. I mean, you, how long have you been doing this shtick, this, this radio program? 2013. Yeah, 10 years 2013. ago. Yeah, I mean, you just um, 
you're relentless. You just keep on putting out the good stuff and uh, people re responding to it. So um, you're true examples of being optimistic and helping other people stay optimistic in spite of what's going on in the world around us. Well, thank you, but I got to be honest, it's not virtue that we keep at it. It's because we get <laughs> we actually feel so much better by doing the show and then all week thinking about these ideas makes our way so much easier throughout the week and then after we're done with the show, it's basically like the two of us going to a real good shaman or psychiatrist. And then we get to speak with people like you, and our faith is renewed. I mean, we I can honestly say it's a selfish endeavor because of how good we feel from doing it. Absolutely. And so keep on keeping on doing it uh, um, because it's, uh, it's healing for you guys, but it's also healing for all those who are listening. Yeah. It also is kind of interesting that if I feel that the way we approach everything is just by reading this sort of playbook that was laid out by these great truth teachers before us, like yourself and the Fillmore's and whether it's Butterworth or whoever it was, you know, it, it very specifically states that no matter what is going on in the world, if we just continue to tune into these things, then we will continue to prosper and our relationships will benefit and and it's, um, yeah, I think it's been helpful to even go through things that I've seen people close to me just throw this stuff out. Like, all right, that was great. But now there's real stuff. Now we got to, you know, what I mean, now it's time to be mad or now it's time to judge or now it's time to believe that we have to be sick or now whatever it is. Thank God these people wrote about this very stuff and they were doing it during real, their own very real stuff, you know? So it's so cool to just, I guess we just dummy down enough to just trust what we're studying, right? Well, shift happens, you know? You've got to make that shift uh, mm -hmm. from, from what you were just talking about and get back in. Okay, let me get back centered. Let me do the <laughs> exercise uh -huh. and... Uh, get still again and recognize that um, there's a whole other universe that's available to us. And as soon as we um, direct our attention to it, it, it benefits us and blesses us. Wow. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny. I just read this somewhere, David, and it said, and it hit, struck me right between the eyes as something very affirming for me. It said, Pain is always resistance of a change for the better. Mm -hmm. I go, ooh. Yeah. So I'm resisting good. Because it, it went on to say, pain is always resisting good. And that's really what I'm doing when I'm like, I don't want to hear yeah. that now. Or I want to. I. It's funny. It really is childish. Because when I get into a mood where I'm not feeling good, my mind turns into a little child if anyone wants to bring comfort to it right no i don't want that <laughs> well that they i'm gonna stay in that uncomfortable feeling but it's but i'm a lot quicker you know now to just throw in the towel and say you're right you're right you know i gotta get out of this let go and let the change of good come yeah and um george bernard shaw said something great because it could be scary when you tune into what's going on around us and when I was in the military, Mike Dugan, there was stuff going on that was really scary at the time. And Mike Dugan would always say, Daryl, none of this is happening. Like he was very firm. None of this is happening to you. It's happening around you. It's like, wow. And George Bernard Shaw said all the way back in his day, he said, you know what the great thing? He goes, you know what the comforting thing is about times like these? There's always been times like these. Which gives me the chills because it just means we must live by faith. Yeah. And the world has yeah, continued to evolve for the better. It hasn't evolved, de-evolved. Yeah. So even though we continue to go through things, our lifestyles have improved. The way we live has improved. Medicine has improved. Right. Long, life longevity and 
I mean, things improve. Yeah. If you look at the history of the race and the history of the planet. So it's never for the worse. It's mm-hmm. always for the better. Yeah, but to the old, I think to the old ways of thinking, it appears to be going bad, you know, and that's why it shakes everything because the old ways, every time things change in history, the old ways of thinking we're going to fall off the edge of the earth, this is the end. What gives me a lot of hope right now is, it's funny, when my son was, when I was raised, when he was younger, he's 20 now, he's doing great, is, is I noticed how much technophobia there was like. The kids on the computers, that's what's going to ruin everything. This is now it's like artificial intelligence. But what we don't understand is like there's so many things. Like when we get our minds as a together or enough people do that, that we actually want to solve things that are going on right now, like lovingly solution, the technology to regenerate and recreate and it's powerful and it's all there and it's going to transform everything we think of as problems the next generation is going to be like that's not even that big a problem we already we we came in prepared for this relax old man you know, like talking you can we got this i like there's yes. always been just like the other day when that parent it was in the um post office and she's like they don't make any good music these days you know it's all terrible and i said spoken like a every good parent before you yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so true yes so um one of the things we love about you and why the show, the optimism that you have embodied and been living with, like, can you just share from your perspective? Because you just said something that really hit me, which is there's a whole different universe. One, when we, when we live through, yes. see through this lens of unity and how does that, you know, what does that mean to you or how do you experience that? How have you experienced that? Well, I, uh, just recently I was watching a documentary on the, uh, the Webb telescope, uh, James Webb telescope that uh, recently went out into space. They sent it out a million miles, turned it around, and it started taking pictures. And the first picture that it took was about uh, a million galaxies out there in the uh, outer space. Each one is a galaxy, each one has planets around it, each one has a sun. And um, so, you know, we are sitting on this one little planet and wondering uh, if we're going to continue to live and exist. And there's a whole universe out there. Um, uh, You know, um, my uh, current name for God is the universe of unlimited possibilities. and uh, as long as we know there's unlimited possibilities, there's no there's no limit to what can be done and will will be done mm. for each of us. Yeah. Wow. The what did you call it? The uni- Your name for God is say that again. The universe of unlimited possibilities. The universe, universe of unlimited possibilities. That's where David. I think these principles and these morning routine and. Just thinking for ourselves, like, because so much of the time, like, if we look outside, there's like three different perspectives, and none of them really fit me, right? Like, they're none of them really, a lot of them's like, they're, each one is dramatic in its own way. But when I just sit and have my own mind yeah. and think about what you just said and the reality through the lens of like nothing political, nothing corporate, just wonder of a child. I get excited and I feel yeah. that zeal. And I think that is the life force flowing through me. And that is where new ideas come from. And that is where the solutions come from. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I can hardly wait to see the good that's uh, going to take place in uh, this world and out of it in the days ahead. Um, that's the attitude that I take into it, even at my age. I'm still excited for the possibilities that are available. That's where we all want to live. I think that's what Daryl was sharing earlier about why we do the show and why for, we've been doing it for 10 years. I knew that when we saw you today, my whole life was going to be better. <laughs> My experience of it was going to be better, and it is. 
Well, one of the very first uh, words that I heard in a Unity Church, I was seven years old, sitting in the front row of Unity Church in Toronto, and the uh, young Unity minister got up and said, there is only one presence, one power, uh, one activity in the universe, God, the good, omnipotent, amen, and he sat down. And, um, you know, uh, I've, I used to have a license plate when I lived in California, O-P-O-P-G-G-O, which stands for one presence, one power, God, the good, omnipotent. And uh, people sometimes would stop me and say, what does that mean? You know, and I would get an opportunity to, <laughs> to visit with them a little bit. But, um, you know, we're here to prove that, speak yeah. the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. Mm. When that's my intention, it gives me a sense of purpose mm -hmm. beyond me trying to figure out what am I supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so much more brings so much more life to me. Mm. I mean, I got to remind myself of that every mm -hmm. morning. Mm -hmm. I pretty much write the same thing. I think every morning in my book to encourage myself. Today, I, I, this was just today, August 5th. I keep a little joinal, as we call them in New Jersey, instead of journal, joinal. Today, I embrace the presence of God. I move peacefully, trusting, and confidently in love as I, dot, dot, dot. And then I have my best attempt of what God's will is for me today, my to-do list. Mm. But it's every morning I have to remind myself I am committed and delight in practicing the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Oh, we need to choose. This is something I read, and this kind of goes along with our show. We need to choose love and choose hope. In doing so, we will always be turning our will and life over to the care of our higher power. Whenever I, it, it makes it easy for me. So whenever I choose love and hope, yeah. I'm with God. I'm mm -hmm. one with God. Mm -hmm. That's why optimism isn't just Pollyanna. Mm -hmm. It's choosing to join forces with that one presence. Because mm -hmm. I have hope that it's, that it's working in my life. Yeah. Yep. And our whole being resonates with it because it's true. That's the beauty. Yes. Of That's where my body heals faster. My mind heals faster. I realize that whatever I fearfully thought I had to change was not even real anyway. The meaning of everything that was weighing me down so much about these little things completely evaporates. I and know, now God like, just, yeah. God's law of adjustment comes through. And it's real. <laughs> it really is. Well, the Bible says, "Choose, um, choose. Uh, if if you know the truth, the truth sets you free." So that's all we're here to do is to know the truth under any and all conditions, no matter what they may be, no matter what the appearance may be. Um, the, the medicine is know the truth. And you're free to see the possibilities in the situation at that point on. So, there you go. To know the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and if it's not the truth that feels good and sets you free, then go, make sure you keep looking. <laughs> well, usually true. if it's not the truth. Usually if it's not, yeah, if it's not the truth, it feels bad. Yeah. When I'm thinking worry, concern, you know, controlling thoughts, yeah. trying to figure it out. That's yeah. That's a sign. It's not the truth. Sometimes we got to be like Jesus, though, and hop in our car or go somewhere alone because oh, the people. Oh yeah. Oh people no, absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. You're allowed. Even to... if one of the tires is a little flat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we call that tuck and roll to save your soul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're allowed. You're allowed to excuse yourself, folks. You don't have to stay. You're allowed to say, "Oh, we got." to go now right you're allowed to i didn't know that i thought you had to stick it out yeah especially if, if i mistakenly thought if something felt bad then it was my duty to endure it like i thought that's uh, that's, yeah. that's not it 
Oh my God! I'm believe me, I'm a recovering addict to that whole state of mind. You're endurance an, addict. You're, you have high oh. endurance. Yeah. Oh, dude, my family like that's part of like they hand that down. Like, here's your. Uh, <laughs> it, it's martyr. Or they try to. I just don't want it. It's anymore. being a martyr. Yeah. It's being the prodigal son that stayed at home. It's horrible. Isn't that the way my mother says mother? Martyr. Martyr. <laughs> my mom's so funny. She's from New York. And she still talks like she was there 44 years ago when we moved here. But the other day she said, oh, your nephew's coming to California and he's going to go see Bobby. And it took my wife, he said, uh, my wife and I took two minutes before I realized she was talking about the movie Barbie because she said Bobby. Uh. <laughs> but you know what's funny? She'll call, this is how weird it is, she'll call Barbie Bobby. But when she says Bobby, she'll say Barbie. I know. <laughs> so she could say the words, but. Yeah, it's wild. But you know what? It's eleven fifty six. Oh yeah, needs we got to go. We, we got a little story. I got here. a really random question for you. Do you know? Did you did you know Martha Guidici by any chance, David McClure, from Unity? No, the name does not ring a bell. I just happened to find this truthunity.net pamphlet or flyer that um, Mark sent to us. She has a. Uh, this is something everyone can enjoy. She has a program called Why Not Be Rich. I mean, it's like a. Older it's from program. years ago. Yeah, years, but years ago. if you go to truthunity.net forward slash y hyphen not or y, what is that? Slash that little line. Dash. Right. dash. Y dash not dash b dash rich question mark. Just go to truthunity.net. Look up why not be rich. But this thing has a bunch of affirmations on it. Read and it goes few. with what I'm just going to read a few because yeah. it goes with this show. Number one, it is my father's good pleasure to give me the kingdom of all good. Number two, prosperity is spiritual. Spirituality, when practiced with the truth, prospers you. Number yes, three. Yes, of course it does. I am the rich child of a loving father, and I dare to prosper now from Catherine Ponder. Yes. Number four, God is the source of a mighty stream of substance. I am its channel of expression. That's two parts that's so healthy. Yes. One, that God is the source. And two, I can actually be the, the yes. channel. And we are yes. we are worthy of being that channel. So and I am prepared for unlimited increase of good now. It's the Father's oh. good pleasure to give us the kingdom, and it's our good pleasure to receive it. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, we got a little story here, David, from when you were a brand new Unity minister. I don't know if you remember it or not, but we're going to remind you of it. We'll see you if ready? you've heard. The, you remember the story. When Go David McClure was a young minister, he was quite cocksure. One day, he came across some boys sitting on the grass. In the middle of the group was a dog. The boys looked like they were up to something, so David asked them what it was. This dog is an old neighborhood stray. We all want to keep him, so we are having a contest to see who could tell the biggest lie. The winner gets to keep the dog. A contest. Who could tell the biggest lie? Winner gets to keep the dog. David was shocked. Oh, that, that is terrible. You boys should not be encouraging one another to lie. Lying is a sin. When I was your age, I never told a lie. The boys looked at one another. All of them slowly nodded. David felt like his words were really sinking in until the smallest of the boys shrugged and said, All right, mister, you win. You can have the dog. <laughs> That's a good story. I'll have to remember it the next time I'm up in the pulpit. There right. you we'll, go. Actually, we'll text it to you so you'll, you'll have okay. it. Yeah. Well. All right, you guys. David. David. See you uh, again next time. Yes. Yeah, thanks for easy. gracing us, man. We love you. All right. And always tell the truth. You yes, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So the good news about having David McClure on, just like Steve Winwood say, would say, you know. We're back in the high life again. All the doors we close one time are opened up again. Visit DarylNed.com to find easy links to everything we do. The universe of unlimited possibilities. And thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. We're back in the high life again. All the eyes that's watching us now smile and take us in. Yeah! Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. 
This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. When you record your podcast at Chobo Studios, you're helping people in need. Here at Chobo, we take a bold stance on helping the community by giving away 10% of all revenue, not just profit, to kind, hardworking people in the streets of Los Angeles. And thanks to all these wonderful podcasters, we've been able to give $1,400 this year alone through our kindness initiative, Chobo Kindness. Brought to you by Chobo Studios, LA's premier podcasting powerhouse. Follow for more.